0: Hey everyone, this is Steve Roby from KGNU Radio. I have the pleasure of speaking with Courtney Taylor, the lead singer from the Dandy Warhols. You can see them in concert at the Gothic Theater on March 18th. Thanks for joining us, Courtney.
1: Great, thanks for having me.
0: 2024 looks like an exciting year for the Dandy Warhols. Your new single features Slash, it's out now. The new album Rockmaker drops on March 15th. And as I mentioned, Your spring tour will stop by the Gothic Theater on March 18th. Let's start with a new single, I'd Like to Help You With Your Problem. How did the collaboration with Slash come about, and what was it like working with him?
1: Well, you don't really work with people so much anymore, particularly not for just a one-off like this. You kind of send it to them, they ask you what kind of thing you're thinking, and then they go into their studio and record and send it back. You know, you can remix it, do whatever you want with it, really. But the reason we got him is because that particular track, we wanted to really go in a early, like a 1970 psych rock Vietnam vet, kind of LSD rock trip. And a short discussion sort of came to the realization that that's he's kind of the greatest maybe ever at that. So, you know, our manager got a hold of his manager, sent the song to him, said, can you run this by slash if he wants to play on it? Slash got back to us like within the hour. It was absolutely <laughs> no, wow. no getting, no nerve wracking, hoping, waiting. You know, none of that kind of thing. It was great. He came, yes, absolutely. What kind of thing you're thinking? He said, "Wah wah pedal," you know, and it's such a fantastic performance. Yeah, it's just so much deeper and more beautiful, and he's a great artist. He's it's clearly the voice of Slash on there, but it's just saying things that. Well, not not to belabor the metaphor, but it is very recognizably him, but I've never heard that kind of thing from him. So there's a lot of Middle Eastern scales and things like that. It's, yeah. it's stunning how deeply beautiful it is.
0: Especially the ending there, too. You let him fade out there with some feedback stuff going on. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah.
0: You just called the yeah. single a Vietnam-era acid rock song. Can you elaborate on that more? Uh, what other influences do you hear in that song?
1: Well obviously it's vocally just kind of went for a early Aussie mm-hmm. Osborne kind of thing. Right. It's sort of just what felt correct, it's what came out of me, you know, it's what I what I wanted to just kind of try to open yourself to the thing. And we started every song with a metal riff. And that was kind of the rule of the of the record was let's do a record where every song starts with a metal riff. And it's just been a long time since we've heard anyone do metal that, you know, we, the way we would want to do it. And that's kind of our job in in this world is to make a record we wish somebody else would make and uh, remove the burden from us. Yeah. I got to not be the guy who sits around with a piano or acoustic guitar and comes up with kind of the whole thing at once. Mm -hmm. I got to sit and listen to, you know, guitar riffs come back at me out of Pete's basement studio and just react to them what what do i want what comes out and that was really cool that riff though is a original 19 probably 89 or 90 height of grunge in the pacific northwest Mm -hmm. before it got kind of commercialized Mm -hmm. Uh, that is an original riff that my bass player in the band I was in at that time came up with. Ah. And I've been playing it for obviously decades and decades, my entire life almost. And finally, this was the perfect record to put that in. So it was yeah. cool to finally, what do I want to sing over this? What do I want? So I waited until, you know, we had it recorded because that's just kind of a thing about super heavy acid rock kind of fuzzed out guitar riffs is they don't really sound great on anything some do but most don't sound great and they don't do the thing they're supposed to do if there isn't heavy distortion on the guitar the amount of sustain and the white noise it all is a thing and so it was cool to after all this time just crank it up in front of me smoke a huge bong (laughs) and just see what came out with a mic on and that was it. Yeah. And then you and then it comes to finding lyrics and kinda, of, you know, going into that resource, that satchel that you carry around with you, which is stuff you feel strongly about or experiences that affected you in a way that you'd like to realize somehow or get it out of you.
0: Well, let's talk about the new album, Rockmaker. What can you tell our listeners about the record that's coming out?
1: It's gorgeous and it's probably about as hard hard as you can possibly rock with elegance and i don't know just a thing nuanced and i listen to it every day i just <laughs> love it man you know it's that good I, I yeah i need to listen to it once a day i get that you know i start to think about it and, and then at some point i just take a little break put the dre beats studio headphones on and crank it all right and just go all the way through that trip And it's just, boy, it makes me feel absolutely clean, just whole and simple, and it makes me feel great.
0: Hey, this year marks the 30th anniversary for the Dandy Warhols. How would you say the group's sound has evolved?
1: Well, I think we, I don't know. I really, how did it evolve? How did we evolve? We keep trying something that we've never done before, so it does feel a bit like we never actually get any better. We stay about the same. Which is interesting. Uh, I guess I, I should probably think about that while we're recording. And maybe I will next time we're in there. Just think we always do something we've never done. And mm. and why do we do that? Maybe we should try something we're already good at and see if we get better at it. Maybe it would, I'll suggest that actually now. Never thought of that. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I brought it up. <laughs> hey, um, yeah. Well, let's talk about the gothic theater show coming up on March eighteenth. What can Dandy Warhol fans look forward to at the concert?
1: Well, we're we're pretty amazing. We've been doing this for a long time, live. We don't we don't play the backing tracks or anything like that. We've got an amazing team. Just so you know, visually the trip is deep and beautiful, and and, and our sound has to be absolutely send you to a, a very. Far away, an amazing place, and we are a somewhat droney, fuzzed out, beautiful vocal harmony singing mm-hmm. experience. You know, we're somewhere between electronic trance and, but using Simon and Garfunkel's instruments. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. to, it's awesome. I mean, well, I wish I could go. I'm always. <laughs> I enjoy my part in it, but God, it would be nice. I wrote a screenplay, and it, it was made into a graphic novel. And one of the guys in the band, it takes place in Germany during the kind of the origins of electronic music. All the proto-EDM bands were, you know, German tech dorks making trancy music, Kraftwerk, obviously, and Tangerine Mm -hmm. Dream, and, you know, there are a number of them. But, oh, sorry, I just got completely lost in that thought and can't remember where I started. I just got lost in the 70s German thing which I I love so much. I was I was I was
0: there with you. Damn it. Well, <laughs> I word. No, I, I, do love,
1: I do love the the trick of you know making a hyperbolic digression and coming back to where you started. <laughs> it's uh it's one of my it's one of my favorite achievements. Oh. And damn it. We were talking about That's
0: okay, we can come back.
1: Maybe maybe we won't. Okay. let's right answer
0: let's talk talk about the group you've got touring with you the sisters of your sunshine vapor what can you tell us about them
1: what they seem like to me and zia is tighter with them than i am but what they seem like is that they really they started as a kind of a shoegazer thing and then over the years they kind of never stopped doing acid so they kind of wandered into more of a frog acid trip version, but using the tools provided by a shoegazer, the beats, the bass mm-hmm. sound, the guitar and mm-hmm. melody styles, all that, all that. they're absolutely awesome. They are really, mm-hmm. really great.
0: What does the rest of the year look like for the band?
1: Oh man it's a lot of work I'm having to, I'm gonna to have to leave in a few days and you know obviously head over to the East Coast then come back across. I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of myself I hit some great restaurants and drink nice wine and do all that. I believe we have a day off there either before or after so I am definitely looking forward to that. but yeah we're you know we go do a couple of weeks of tour, and then we're home for a month, and then we go somewhere else, go to Australia, go home, go to South America, go to Europe, you know, got wow. the, all the usual suspects, and then I think at the end of the year, we'll just do some West Coast stuff to wrap it up, including Portland, where we live.
0: Let me remind our listeners that Dandy Warhols will perform at the Gothic Theater in Inglewood on Monday, March 18th for an 8 p.m. show. This is a 16 and over show. You can find tickets and info at gothictheater.com Thanks for stopping by, KGNU, Courtney.
1: Thanks for having me, man.